welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock-directed thriller North by Northwest, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Eric Nash, from, uh, we're, we're both from uh, Watchmen Minute, but I'm also from uh, Almost Famous Minute. And I'm Travis Bowe from Watchmen Minute and Real Comic Heroes. So this is our uh, second week here with uh, Minute 86, and it starts with Roger doing some detective work in his hotel room and ends with an auctioneer accepting bids in an auction house. Um, probably, I'll take a little guess here, but I imagine this uh, bit of detective work makes you and me think of uh, probably the same <laughs> movie. Yes, I I, I, my, my big note is uh, I was kind of thankfully, I, I thankfully he doesn't find a drawing of a man with a big. <laughs> <It's nose. true>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, that movie of course would be the big Lebowski where he does very similar thing. Yeah. With, uh, I'm glad the information he gets is, is much different. Yeah. Here we have, um, this notepad reveals, uh, 1212 North Michigan street. I don't know if the street is on there. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, I, don't, that's, I think yeah, the N is barely legible even okay. at, at the end of Michigan. But yeah, um, and, and actually before that even, I mean, he's I think it's like while he's walking over there. I mean, that's when the music to me, you know, that it's it's a, it's an excellent. Uh, um, I think I'm pretty sure it's that Bernard Herman. Mm, yeah, I'm pretty sure his name. I'll go double check that real quick. Yeah, but it's a nice transition yeah. from him whistling. To then, as soon yeah. as he, you know, he's on the case, basically that, yeah, that music uh, chimes in, I guess, or it's um, yep, oh yeah, I'm, I'm right, <laughs> Bernard <Okay>. Herman, <laughs> um, because it's it's done, you know, I th- I think you know, uh, uh, for a, a definitely a much more recent, but still not that recent <laughs> uh, movie, um, John Williams uh, with Spielberg uh, directing, um. Uh, Spielberg, of course, got John Williams to do music for uh, um, um, <laughs> "Catch Me If You Can." Oh, okay, uh, and uh, you know, I, th- I think what uh, Williams does definitely owes a lot to Bernard Herrmann. Oh, okay, here, I can't imagine. I, I haven't seen "Catch Me If You Can," but I can't mm-hmm. imagine John Williams doing. <laughs> I know that's not a spy movie, but it's like a cat, you know, cat and mouse kind of, yeah, right. almost maybe on the edge of espionage mm-hmm. in a way. I, I know the story of Catch Me If You Can, but yeah. I, I, you know, but yeah, hmm. um, so yeah, we see that cab pulls up to twelve twelve North Michigan. Unless you had anything else uh, back in the hotel room. Um, just, just that at the very last or very first few seconds there, you know, and, you know, ending what we, what we saw last week when her, when she's kind of gathering the stuff up and looking at the nightstand, you know, she's just very quiet and leaving, I think, yeah. too, you know, I mean, just, you know, she, she doesn't know he's looking at her, of course, but, right. but, you know, uh, the, the sound she's making probably really, if he really was in the shower, he shouldn't be able to hear, but he <laughs> probably does hear anyway at this point. Yeah. But he, and he comes, he comes right out. He's he's not going to take a shower. He's he's going to get on her tail pretty quickly. Yeah, he wastes, here, as we see, wastes no time. Yeah. But if you think about it, he has to wait for his suit. Oh, that's true. You yeah. know, mm. I mean, I I guess I wouldn't be I surprised just can't imagine if he... he takes a shower. Oh, what's that? I just can't imagine he takes a shower though. I oh, see. <laughs> takes, I bet he does. I bet he does. 
Because he's got to wait for his suit, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and he has just come from being chased by this plane. Yeah, so right. He's got, that, he's got dust dirty. in his hair, even yeah. though it doesn't, it may not show on, uh, on uh, screen, but in theory, he would be very, uh, very dirty. Mm-hmm. Now, now, okay. So you were talking about the cab here. Um, mm, yeah. I mean, I, from our old Watchmen days, you know. Oh. I mean, I, I certainly didn't go about looking for it because it's, it's just harder to believe that uh, someone back then, Hitchcock oh. included, would would throw in little clues. But I mean, it's about I the mean, license it, plate or the uh, well, 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 both because it's even repeated. Number. It's I mean, there's the license plate has like a like at least two or maybe three digits before this four five four seven that's on the um, on the door of the cab yeah. as well. You know, it's pretty prominent. But then the thing that really caught my eye, though. That seemed weird, and it's like, why is this? Why is this here? What this thing that's happening at like a second uh, thirty-two, right, 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 almost before the door closes, or right at the same time, damn near, where there's just this little bit of a light that flashes against the sign that 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 uh, pole signpost. Oh yeah, with like a street sign, maybe that's facing outward, you know, towards the street, of course. So it's, it certainly doesn't illuminate for us, the viewer. Anything that's on this side of that sign, but but this, there's this weird flash of light there, and it's just um, there's no, it's not, it doesn't really light up mm. anything else besides that sign. So maybe um, it's coming from the sign. I'm almost thinking now. Well, I mean, as the bus so, passes by, the bus has like a, a yeah. almost entirely white top. It might mm. be catching some light and reflecting. Yeah, a real quick re- reflection. And maybe. also. Wow. It's as it's as he shuts the car door. Yeah, which right. when the car doors open, there's definitely some white light that's being reflected onto mm-hmm. the door. Could be from the filming, like it could be from their lights. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And as that door shuts, maybe the door window or maybe something is ref- like bouncing that light from maybe from the cab or from that bus onto the back of that sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we see uh, more from the street, looking back towards the building. This building he's walking towards. It's got certainly got the twelve twelve yeah. above the door. And you can see inside. You can see the uh, the the sign that's inside. There's that mm-hmm. that bit of uh, material information. Uh, auction tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know, furniture and objects of art. Uh, and then I, I just by researching in other ways with the, especially for the last line the Dr. Orlando Mendoza yeah I found out that that other that other wording was apparently from the collection of yeah yeah um I tried to make out the the plaque that's on the building um, yeah right. just just to the uh, right of the doors and I I think it says like Shaw and Oppenheim. They definitely see see the Oppa. <laughs> yeah, I see Oppen. I, I've never like Oppenheim. Seen seems strange. I've heard Oppenheimer, you know, mm-hmm. but to not right. have the the er at the end just yeah. just for some reason seems sure. weird. But yeah, I, I did look up Shaw and Oppenheim, and the closest. I mean, not not even close. The the only Shaw and Oppenheim. Like, to names together, I found was like a marketing research firm in south australia um but then underneath uh up and shaw and oppenheim just say galleries no no surprise there i guess Mm -hmm. um the the name on this 
that we see the collection of um, Dr. Yeah. Orlando Mendoza. I I looked up Dr. Orlando Mendoza. I found a lot of entries for a Mendoza Drive in Orlando, Florida. Or if you, you know, take out which DR can be short for drive, of course, which is why I got mostly that. But if I search actual, you know, spell out doctor, uh, you get a lot of Dr. Mendoza, like small uh, doctor's office mm-hmm. firms, or not firms, but uh, offices in Orlando. So could not find anything uh, based on a real Dr. Orlando Mendoza. Not to say that there wasn't, you know, but it could just be a name that they made up for for the movie. Um, and then we hear the auctioneer and we mm-hmm. and we see the back of Eve Kendall's uh you know, head and shoulders and and, <laughs> and uh you know uh, we we definitely it zooms out and we definitely can see that it ends up being Townsend Van Dam. Yeah. That we'll find out about a little bit more shortly. But um you know, th- I mean just the way he's he's, he's kind of <laughs> putting his hand around her neck. It seems oh, a little man. pretty threatening there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it starts with this caressing that, yeah. like, at first, because we are, we're, we're quite zoomed in, you know, focusing definitely on, on her neck, shoulders, and his hand. Um, we certainly can see, like, or, you know, because we can hear uh, the auctioneer stuff. But to me, the, the auction, the voice of the auctioneer, because it's off camera, it sounds to me like it's coming over a radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just because of the yeah. audio quality, I guess. So I don't initially buy that they are in a room with other people. It seems like a very mm-hmm. intimate setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just this weirdly composed shot. And as it pulls out, we see a guy. We cert- you know we see uh, Van Damme's goon. You know Martin Lando. I can't remember uh, his character name. Um, uh, Lenny, and we also I think. Lenny. Sure. Leonard, yeah. Leonard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we see another guy in a suit, like, across the room, kind of. He's standing there uh, with his arms folded. So we we learn that they're not alone. And this isn't, like, an intimate setting. So it, it's very much a public place. And, of course, we know because of the outside of the building, what it's some auction house. Um, so it's just – it's an odd – choice to do this like neck caressing that becomes an almost not not choking motion because he's he's got his hand on the back of her neck but he does like put his hand around the back of her neck and give it this squeeze that feels very menacing so just a just an odd choice to do in a you know what we'll find out is a somewhat public yeah yeah you know what ends up being very public but yeah yeah um, so then the auctioneer, he's saying this, this item that he's talking about is this, you know, <laughs> magnificent pair of Louis the 16th Fatui. Yeah. Fatui. Um, yeah. It Fatui? definitely has this L, L near the end of it. Or yeah. Two eyes. Yes, I'm pretty sure I, it's an L. But I looked so it I, up. I definitely, uh, yeah. Googled that real mm-hmm. quick. And, and and the example they even give in Google is not a pair of Louis the Sixteenth Fatui, but it's a set of six Louis the Sixteenth or Louis the Fifteenth actually Fatui. Yeah. Um, yeah. But apparently it's just it's 
chairs that are done just a certain certain kind of way with these open more open arms yeah kind of. yeah um apparently it's 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 basically it's just french you know fatui is just apparently is just french for armchair um yeah. and then this the the louis the 16th is a particular style i guess so it's a says a primarily exposed wooden frame originating in France during the early 17th century. Um, it's made of wood and frequently with carved relief ornament. It's typically upholstered on the seat and the back and the arms. And then the exposed wooden elements are often gilded um, or otherwise painted, which we'll, we'll hear that this this set is uh, gilded. But uh, I like the way the pronunciation of the auctioneer. Yeah, to okay. me, it it just uh, it sounds to me like he says Louis says Fatui <laughs> or Fatui. <laughs> yeah, Fatui. <laughs> so. Yeah, it it, it does. Uh, the, the other word I wasn't very familiar with is damask. Mm, yeah, it's, I had to look that up. Upholstered in pure silk damask, which is just a certain kind of uh, pattern, kind of. Yeah, I knew that damask was fabric, like fabrics. in the in the realm of upholstery and and fabric and all that, but I didn't know exactly what what that meant or you know, um, I guess it's a it's a type of upholstery or fabric that is reversible. So yeah. if it has like this floral pattern of say gold on white, if you flip it over, you'd have the opposite the what on one side was gold would be white on the other side or like it's just a reversal mm. kind of pattern so mm. yeah um and then the other kind of odd thing that i found i mean is this from from the where i found uh, a script is is the auctioneer says the last thing we hear him say is what am i bid <laughs> mm. you know it's just uh, yeah, I like the. Uh, what are like What that. are you gonna bid for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What am I bid? I like that phrasing. Yeah. That's about the last thing I have. Yeah, and yeah, right. Yeah, it's very inconsequential. I think to this for this item. Now, I think in coming up minutes, uh, we'll find there's an item uh, that's important, but um, mm-hmm. why they're there. But um, uh, yeah, there's just a little continuation of uh, the bid starting for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, is that about it for uh, our Monday Minute here? I believe so. Uh, so, um, to end Monday's Minute uh, 86, um, I, I should let you know that uh, listeners can find the Hitchcock Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play or at the main site, HitchcockMinute.com. And I should also let you know about uh, the, the social media that's available um, at The Man on Washington's Nose on Facebook and on Twitter, at Hitchcock Minute. Um, so we'll be back uh, tomorrow uh, to continue on uh, this week, uh, Minute 87. Yes, indeed. So until then, we'll, uh, we'll keep watching. <laughs> it's in our mandate. Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill. Wherever you are.